0: You're listening to The Great Since 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Great Since 68 Podcast. It is episode 35. The only dedicated Birmingham City women's podcast returns for another week. Kaz was unable to make it this week, but I'm happy to say I'm joined once again by Chris Pugh as we discuss this weekend's game against Everton. Chris, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good, thank you. Craig, yourself?
0: Yeah, not being too bad, thank you. We'll start, as I said then, with this past weekend and Birmingham City took on Everton at Damson Park. Birmingham, Birmingham, yeah. The Blues took on Everton and picked up a 1-0 win over the Toffees. Kaz spoke to the goal scorer. Charlie Wellings following the game and I'll let Kaz take it from there.
2: We've got Charlie who scored the vital goal today. Uh, how do you think that went today, Charlie? Obviously happy with the win, but we knew that we could have been better. We needed to. We had a lot of possession, but we knew we needed to do more with the possession. We needed to just go forwards. Really, we needed to attack more and have more opportunities, but I think that'll come game by game. But overall, we're happy to get the three points. And how did you think today you'd score your first goal for Birmingham in 42 seconds. How was that? (laughs) Obviously, we we spoke before we came out that there was a stat or something came out that we scored the most goals in the first half or something like that last year. So we wanted to come out and show that again and start early and bright and obviously score that early. settles you in the game. It gives you a nice little starter to get 1-0. But yeah, obviously happy. And what is the aim for you for the season? I think just keep working on from last season really because obviously I improved a lot last year going through the games and I'm not going to set myself a goal or anything like that just to keep improving and hopefully get goals and assists. Thank you.
0: We'll start then with the goal Chris. It was a, as we've come to expect from Charlie Wellings, it was a great strike and for, for once it was not so instinctual which is renowned for scoring well. But Ellen plays the ball past the defence and then she takes her time and fires it into the bottom corner. So it proves that she's coming on as a striker that she's now taking, even when she has the time to think about it, she can still put it in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, I think your point is a good one. You think about to last season, I immediately think about the goal at Everton towards the back end of last season where, where she didn't have much time to think about it and, and she scored a really good goal then. The FA Cup final goal, the ball's dropped to her and it's a brilliant finish from her there as well. But this this one, yeah, I think the one half criticism really that you could throw at Charlie is her composure in front of goal. Considering we're 42 seconds, I know we've played Continental Cup games, but 42 seconds into, into the league campaign and she's through one-on-one and she did have a lot of time to think about it and she's drilled a brilliant shot into the corner as soon as it left her foot you knew it was going into the back of the net And what, what a start for what a start for blows and what a start for Charlie you know to come back from from the World Cup with England this summer. 42 seconds in she's already got her first goal of the season
0: absolutely and she follows on from last week when she scored in the cup game as well so that's two goals in two games for her so far and from there it looked like blues were going to be comfortable and we were going to get some more goals but it didn't prove to be the case looking at the game chris obviously we had a lot of chances ellen had a few chances paige williams hit the bar lucy stanifor forced a great save from the keeper from a free kick it was just a case of on the day the chances we didn't take them but in terms of creating chances we were doing that uh, in the game
1: it felt very much like the away game at everton last season bar the exceptional goals that we scored at everton last season you know charlie's goal which gave us the lead that day was was world class ellen's was a 35 yard curler that went into the top corner so so you know it's it felt very similar to that, you know. Obviously, we won it up after 42 seconds. You wanna, you wanna go on and, and make sure that you you win that game and and don't let Everton have a chance to come back into it, you know. But I don't think it was through, you know. Ch- Charlie's interview with Kaz there, she was a little bit critical of, you know, and, and I'm sure that's come from Mark and that they're bound to be hypercritical. They wanna, they wanna be the best that they can be. But, it, you know, it didn't feel like through once of trying we had chances in the first half. Ellen had a header ruled out for offside. And then at the start of the second half, we could have had three or four in the first 10 minutes. You know, we, we really battered the door down. For, I was behind the goal. I think Lavelle got a touch to the page shot, which hit the bar. Um, if she did, if I'm right in that, it's it's an absolute worldie of a save. Because that looked to be going in all the way. Obviously she's parried Stan's free kick onto the bar as well. But if it's still one nil with ten minutes left, you've always got that, that little fear that Everton can can go up the other end and nick something, which I don't think they'd have deserved. But you know, you've always got that worry, so I think that's the one thing that we need to when we're so in control of these games, we need to finish it off.
0: After the game, Kaz also spoke to manager Mark Skinner. And here I Sports on the match.
2: Nice 1 0 win, uh, first game this season. Uh, how do you think that went? Performance wasn't good, um, results brilliant.
3: Look, you want to win games, it's another clean sheet, you want to win games. I don't think Anne's had much to do again. Um, but what I would say, like, the, the, I think we're getting to a point now where we're challenging the girls. We're not happy with that. We want. We should have. We hit the bar twice, and we should have put chances away first half. And and that that's frustrating for us because actually that kills the game and it's dead and it shows everybody just where we're at. Then it got sticky at the end because they're one nil the game. they got nothing to lose. You might as well throw everybody forwards. Um, but we've come up with we'll come up with strategy. I'm just sitting on the side speaking to Aoife, um and Lucy Stan about what we can do to improve and we've won the game so what a brilliant place that is you know apparently I don't know you'll, you'll probably know more than me because I don't look previously five that's years f- is I, that? Think, I think it's the first time in five years that we've won a game the opening game of the oh, season wow see you wouldn't don't, know. don't quote me on that but that, that's a, see so that's it another clean sheet so there are positives from it even though we're not happy with the performance so you know, I'm pleased overall with what with what we got.
2: What is the aim for the season? Like, what is your aim? What do you want the girls? Do you want to win trophies? Do you like?
3: Do you see us winning the league? I want to win every game. Like that sounds ridiculous, but I don't. Like, I'm not, if you win and focus on the event that you're going to take part in, so the next game Sheffield. If we look past Sheffield and don't give that the 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 kind of quality attention it needs, then you lose the game. So, for me, let's be in every game and try and win every game, and then you'll see where we're at, at the end of the season. That will tell you where you are. Do I want to win things? Mate, I don't get out of bed not to try and win things. So, yes, I want to try and win things, but every event will matter. Everyone, every single detail in every event will matter. We'll get luck, we'll need luck, but you'll also need to play well more often than not. Looking at what uh,
0: Mark said, Chris, obviously... He's somewhat of a perfectionist when it comes to the way the team play. He obviously wants them to do the best they can week in, week out. And when they make mistakes or when they don't take advantage of the situations they create he's not always as happy as he could be but that sort of mentality pushes the players to continue to improve themselves over the course of the season doesn't it
1: yeah of course it does you know and and, and that's the key i think you know you obviously you're delighted to get to get off to um to a winning start in the league you know and and he said the result is fantastic obviously that's that that's the main thing at the end of the day but but you're right it's it's about developing those players and it's about pushing them how long has Mark been manager now? You know, a, a couple of years now and we've learnt to know that he's, your word was, the, the perfect one to use Imperfectionist. We could beat Man City 4-0 and, and he'd still find things to improve on and that's the way to improve the players. You know, he mentioned he he spoke to Ether and, and Lucy Stan after the game on, on what we could have done better, you know, and that's 20 minutes after the game has finished and they're already thinking about what we could have done better, you know, not not relishing on, you know, on a one nil win, you know, it, it's it's okay, we we've won that game, we could have been better. What what do we need to do to be better in the next game? And 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 that I think that's the ethos that Mark has, has developed in that in that group in that squad. You know, his players he brings in are, are buying into that, and 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 it can only be good for the future of of. Not only the players themselves, but if they stick around at Blues, then it can only be for the benefit of Blues as well.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. And as Kaz put to him, what is his expectation for the season, or what he hopes for the season, rather. I saw a quote from him, I think the other day, which uh, made me smile. He said, "Why would I want to be realistic? Realistic is pessimistic, and that I think that sums up what he wants from this team. He obviously, why does he want to set the bar low for Blues when he thinks they can reach the sky?
1: It's our job to be pessimistic." It's you know it's the you know that's what supporters do. Supporters sit there, you know. I, I was sitting there, and stood there with, with ten minutes to go and it being one 0 thinking, oh, they're going to get they're going to nick one here. They could nick one here. But it is that you know you look at the table and you look at the resources that other teams have got, and and on paper we shouldn't win the league and we shouldn't get to cup finals. We shouldn't stand a chance against Chelsea and Man City and Arsenal. But we do, we do stand a chance against them. It's only the people outside the club that see us as poor neighbours, if you like, in, in this division. Um, you know, and it's it's so great having Mark as your manager. You know, I, I I love it. I love the fact that Mark wants to wants to win every single game and and actually believes that, and and he's drilling that into the players. You know, in you speak to him and, and you do feel that he really does believe that you can win every game. And I'd much rather have that, a manager that, that believes that and wants the very best for your club than one that will turn around and say, we'll, we'll take things easy and we'll see how it goes and mid-table will be happy with and things like that.
0: Yeah, you'd rather have that and someone who's very pragmatic and going, "Oh, we've, we we we'll pick up a few points here and there against teams that we know we can get some points yeah. against, but against the big teams, oh, we'll just we'll just shut up shop yeah. and just no we want to go at them and try and beat them at the game that we know we can play. Absolutely. So having to having to rely on countering what they can do basically." Yeah, you're
1: right and 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 like I said, it, it's our job to, you know, I, I think supporters, I mean me being a been a blues men fan as well it's 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 inbuilt in me to be to be a pessimist you know and 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 fear the very worst but it's difficult to to not get carried away with the capabilities and the possibilities of this of this team when the guy who's in charge of them tells you every week that the the possibilities are endless and and there is no reason why we, we can't do great things with this squad
0: the win over Everton takes the Blues up to third in the Women's Super League table. A brief word then for the other games that we saw this past weekend. Chelsea, the champions, took on Manchester City on the first game of their campaign. It was a 0-0 draw in the end. I thought overall Chelsea were able to cut City open at will really, but they didn't really test Bardsley enough in the game, I thought. that the shots that they did have, they were comfortable saves. I thought. What did you think, Chris? Certainly
1: looked like Chelsea had the the better of the chances. You know, the, certainly the bulk of the play. If I remember rightly, last season Man City went there and were not very open, shall we say. Took the point. I mean, it's it's a tough one. The the, the way the results have have gone, the way Arsenal look this season, maybe it's going to be. A, more than a two-horse race this season. Hopefully, it'll be a, a four or five-horse race at the top of the league, which will include us. But maybe Man City looked at it and thought, if we, you know, a point away at Chelsea in the first game of the season, won't necessarily be a bad result. I think the onus in big games like that against top of the table clashes, the onus is on the home team to see what what they can do to break the opposition down. And, and like you say, Chelsea had 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 the possession, had the chances, but they couldn't. Couldn't break City down and and get that get that goal. I think City will be the happier, definitely, with with a point on the first day.
0: The draw at Kings Meadow left the door open for Arsenal, who took on Liverpool at Boreham Wood. It was a 5-0 emphatic victory for the Gunners in this one. Miedemar got a hat-trick, Kim Little was also on the score sheet, and Lisa Evans got the other one. What I thought for this game, Chris, Arsenal obviously um, were the superior team in this match, but... I thought there were silly errors along the way that conceded some of the goals. I thought the new captain for Liverpool, Leandra Little, didn't have the best of games. And I think she committed to um, challenges a bit early and that led to at least two of the five goals I saw. And it's obviously a bad day at the office and it will take time for Liverpool with so many new players to gel. And Arsenal just showed their class on the day.
1: Arsenal are good enough to beat anybody 5-0 on the day. But I think you're right, looking at the goals, there was... You know, Medema for her, I think it was her second, was completely unmarked in the six-yard box. And if you do that, then you're going to get punished against anybody in this league. Never mind Vivian Miedemar.
0: And she still, she, that was the one she scuffed as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> if she'd have connected well, she'd so have probably gone straight to the keeper. But I mean, l- listen, I think, I think Neil, Neil has gone in there. He's bought quite a few players from Doncaster Beal, who... So, are good players but they were playing wsl2 last season and they've come in and the first game of this season i think i think they lost did they lose at blackburn in a friendly i I think i'm right in saying
0: that might have been the case
1: i saw somewhere on social media i'm sure that's right And then your first game of the season is away at arsenal and like i say you, you you can be blown away by teams like arsenal with the with the attacking ability and the flair that they've got
0: the next game we looked at was Brighton versus Bristol City. This one perhaps surprised me a little bit. Uh, Bristol City picking up the win with a 1-0 win. Lucy Graham with a fantastic goal. She caught the keeper off the line and picked her spot to score the goal. There was a great save from Sophie Bagley in this one that prevented Brighton from getting a goal earlier on before that uh, winner from Bristol City. She turned it around the post after a shot across the goal. But in terms of the game, Chris, a new, a newly East promoted team in Brighton and Bristol City, a team that have lost a lot of quality in Lauren Hemp, but is a very young squad and a team that's learning. But obviously they've picked up a big win here, and it's um, interesting to see them start so well, given the I think they had a defeat in the cup in the first few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think what it probably what it probably does is shows the. The, maybe the gulf between the top tier and the second tier. Brighton did it superbly well last season in, in tier two. Kept the majority of that squad a couple of additions this season as well. But Bristol obviously were in, were in the top tier last year. They've lost their main threat in, in Lauren Hemp. But they kept a lot of players who were there last season as well. And I think just being used to WSL 1, probably got them through in the end you know they got the goal and they managed to hold on and you know and and, and Brighton need to need to get used to top tier football and find a way to break teams down you know to, to, to get goals in the top tier against teams that that are defensively better than tier two teams
0: yeah absolutely and at this level obviously you're only going to have one or two chances when you're playing some teams and on this day, they didn't take the chances, and obviously they're paid for it. So
1: and obviously we, we know what Sophie can do. Sophie's a very Absolutely. good goalkeeper, yeah. and you know it, it, you've got to do well to beat most goalkeepers. You know you look at the you know the, the likes of Bristol with Sophie, and even Yeovil. You know look at what Megan Walsh did against us last season. The the top tier has got very good goalkeepers, and Brighton are going to have to to take their chances when they come along.
0: Absolutely. The final game in the WSL this weekend was Reading versus Yeovil. Reading picked up a 4-0 victory. Gemma Davidson, Farah Williams, Lauren Bruton and Remy Allen getting the goals. I thought Gemma Davidson had a really good game from what I saw. A player who was on the fringes at Chelsea after being out of favour, I don't know why. But it, it just shows the class that she has when she's come into this Reading team and she's started starting on fire.
1: Yeah, excellent player. Like you say, someone who always seems to cause problems. You know, I don't, I don't know whether the fact that she's predominantly a wide player, you know, and, and Chelsea don't. Maybe Chelsea don't really want out and out wide players. I'm not. I don't, I don't know. But I think she's you know been unlucky with the lack of England caps that she's had over the last few years. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a brilliant pick by Reading to get her for this season. Reading had goals in them anyway with the likes of Bruton and, and Farrow and Remy and lo- lots of other players. Yeah, they've got goals from midfield and, and Gemma Davison will, will certainly help help them score a lot more goals this season.
0: Absolutely. Briefly, before we move on, then I'm going to have to bring it up because every every sim every single news outlet seems to be talking about Manchester United at the moment. So, <laughs> why should play? we be in any difference? Did Apparently, they, so. Did I this weekend? I, th- I think it was a friendly because the other team <laughs> didn't turn up. It it shouldn't be funny because with the with the players they have, we we thought maybe they'll do well this season. But obviously, they've 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 hammered Villa 12-0, which is disappointing for the integrity of the league. But in terms of just the women's football show, I'll I'll keep it to that because I don't want to be beating the dead bush um, as whatever whatever the phrase is, talking about what people have already gone over. Yeah. But in terms of the action on the women's football show, I thought, oh, well, we might have some highlights of different championship games this year, maybe from different teams, the goals or something. But Manchester United got a feature and highlights of their game. It was about three and a half minutes, roughly, talking about Manchester United including the goals and the highlights, which was the same amount of time that they gave to the Birmingham game, the Brighton game and the Reading game all combined this week. So it it seems like the women's football show is infatuated with United straight from the off. So do you think this is going to happen every week, Chris, given the fan base that Man United have?
1: You sound surprised, Craig. Um, No, I think it, it, it was expected, you know, there was at the back end of last season, there was... You know, there was a long chat on one of the shows about how it's great that man United are coming into the league and um, yeah that they are going to get a lot of attention because it's Manchester United and, and whether we like it or not whether it's fair or not is is a complete irrelevance I think you know if they talk about man United then there's a chance that more people all tune in and, and have a watch that's a, unfortunately that's just the way. That's just the way media works, you know. They're, they're going to talk about things that that they think people want to hear about, and if Man United, certainly with the with the extent of the results as well, um, I think they're always going to give that a, a big plug, you know. But did they did they show any other of, of the other Championship goals? Nope. There you go. <laughs> so you know there was a there was a full a full list of, of games, but you know Man United are the ones that, that get the thing.
0: I don't think they even showed the tables for either league that I saw anyway I, I might have missed it no I don't
1: I, I don't recall seeing them but but I mean Spurs had a great win Spurs are a big club in the men's game and they didn't mention that so
0: Lewis 3-0 win as well. yeah that was-
1: Leicester's first game in which they won but like I said at the start we really shouldn't be surprised you know I'm fully expecting a lot more talk of Man United much more than they talk about the likes of us and Bristol City and whoever else this season.
0: Hopefully it's the last time I'm going to have to talk about them for a while unless <laughs> we knock, knock them out of a cup or something. That'd but would be nice. Um, it would be nice, but uh, we'll move on then anyway to more cheerful news. And that was this past week, Hayley Ladd and Aoife Mannion went down to Birmingham and Solihull Women's Aid Refuge Centre to learn more about the work the charity does. They have made, obviously, a partnership this season with the club. They had a tour of the facility as well as playing some football with the children who live there. It's nice to see the club promoting the work that the players are doing in the local community, Chris.
1: Yeah, it's great, um, and I think it's great for it's great for the club. It's great for the players to go down and you know experience things like that. Um, you know, Aoife and Haley are both fantastic people, and you know I'm sure that they've have, they've have relished going down and they've got a lot from from meeting the people down there. Um, like you say, when you're in in connection with with charities like that throughout through the club it's great for, for for both parties to to get involved with each other and and you know have have these days it, it, it gets out on social media people learn more about it people see more about what the charity are doing and and i think it benefits everybody then yeah
0: indeed we haven't got a uh, weekly game if you were looking forward to it the blue who guess who game because obviously kaz isn't here so we can't play it this week but Chris had it all prepared to go, so we'll be playing it next week when we hopefully will see if me and Kaz are better at guessing players. But we'll move straight into our preview then, which is Sheffield United versus Birmingham City. This game takes place on Sunday afternoon. It is the third Continental Cup game of the season, after our draw against Manchester City and a win over local rivals Aston Villa. Carla Ward's side got off to a great start with a win over Aston Villa in their cup opener. Goals from Danielle Cox and Tanya Marsden for the Blades. But a real check arrived the week after when they suffered a 3-1 defeat to Bristol City, their only goal coming from Jade Pennock in that one. Sheffield United also suffered a 2-0 defeat in their opening league fixture this past weekend to Durham. United have signed 14 players in the summer and will likely take another month or so to really gel. The standout name for me at least, in terms of the players they've signed, is Nicola Hobbs from London Bees. A firefighter by trade, she was phenomenal between the sticks for the Bees last season. Interesting though, she's yet to start a game so far this season, but I'm not sure if her day job has meant she's not been able to make the games, but it's an odd one. Other notable signings include four players from the Do Yourself 2 champions, Doncaster Rovers Bells, Sam Turney, Sophie Barker, Jade Pennock and Rebecca Rayner. When a team steps up a level, it's always going to test them. And as Liverpool have shown early on, a massive overhaul takes time to settle in, grist.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, you know, they've, they've brought in, like you mentioned there, the, the, the Doncaster Bells girls. You know, Sam Turney is a, 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 very good, a very good player, Bec, Bex Reiner. Has got goals in her as well, but you know, 14 players is a lot to bring in. And, and like you say, I think it will take time. You know, Durham are a very established WSL, uh, well, I should Championship side now.
0: Don't worry, it'll take it'll take it'll take a while for us to get used to these new names. Bruce. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, but yeah, they're they're an established side at, at that level. Um, they've got very good players, and and I think after the after the victory over Villa. People thought that they might be the one to to, to step up um, and have a really good season. And they still might. Like I said, Durham's certainly no no pushover.
0: No, they're probably one of they're probably one of the favourites behind Manchester United. Yes, I think so. Against. One of
1: the top yeah. two or three. Yeah, definitely. It's the bump back to earth at Sheffield, maybe needed just to just to make sure that they they're, they're fully prepared for the season ahead. At home, they're going to try and make it difficult for us. I'm sure you know we. Yeah, we, we played Yeovil last season and, and, and couldn't win at their ground. So that's something we, we, we've got to continue to, to be better at you know, against teams that sit back against us. Hopefully we can, we can go there and, and stamp our authority. An early goal might hopefully calm us down and we, and we can get a comfortable win.
0: Yeah, hopefully so. In terms of the game, Chris, do you you see any possible changes in the team? Do you think Harry Scott might get a first start for the team? Obviously, Mark's not one to make massive changes. Obviously, he likes to have an established team. But in in games like this, players potentially might get a chance. Obviously, Anne's not had much to do in the last few games, and maybe Hannah Hampton's going to get a chance.
1: Possibly. um, I think, have we got Brighton on the Wednesday after that as well I believe so yeah. at home so you know and then and then a, a, a game at the weekend as well so there's quite a few fixtures coming up back to back so you might see a couple of players who haven't featured maybe Connie Schofield but I know she played a couple of games in pre-season and looked pretty good so maybe maybe you will see a couple of those girls come in but as, as you said Mark is one who he's got his system and he's got his players and if he wasn't happy after the Everton game, maybe he'll he'll tell him to go back out and put it right in this game.
0: Let's move on to predictions then, Chris. I'll let you start this week.
1: I will say um 3-0 blues.
0: Three nil blues, Chris is going for. I was gonna go for three one, so that's lucky I didn't choose the same one. So mm. we'll we're both both going for goals in this one. Hopefully we will see some goals this weekend. And that was the Great Sense sixty eight podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Greats in 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on! Keep
2: right until the end of the road, keep right on!